Let's go. Episode 21 of the Winning Program Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Domino Arth, featuring with EJ, as always. And then on this episode, we're also bringing on a guest. We have Jack Gaylor. Pleasure to be here, boys. Pleasure to be here. The Jack Gaylor. The Jack Gaylor on the Winning Program Podcast. That's right. What a time to be alive. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on, Jack. And um, before we start this episode, I think our um, listeners need a little bit of insight to who you are. Well, let's see. I am a strength and conditioning coach at American Leadership Academy. Um, it all away. That's right. That's right. Um, been meaning to get on this podcast for a while. Seeing as how I'm a diehard Celtics fan, I'm always listening to EJ talk trash. Oh, run 2012, and now it's my turn. Now it's my turn to throw some punches back here. Oh no! If they win this finals, those punches about to be hard. Oh yeah, you trust me. I got a lot loaded up, ready to go. I'm gonna empty some clips today here. So <laughs> this man is ready. <laughs> um. Where should we start? Um, I'm thinking before we talk about the NBA Finals, we obviously have to talk about the last game that decided the matchup. So we should look no further than Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals last night. We saw what happened. Yeah, let me start with this. Game 6, that loss at home was one of the most disappointing losses. We saw Jimmy Butler go off. Yeah, he went off on us. Um... I watched us shrink in the biggest moments of games, which I guess shouldn't have surprised me. Not the first time. um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, this season in general, we've just been bad in low in close games. We haven't been good. We've lost a lot. We when we win, we blow teams out, and so I guess I shouldn't have even been surprised when we lost a close game. And but I was. I was. I thought there's no way we're going back to Miami. So. The nerves and the fear going into Game 7 was as real as it gets. I understand, and that's definitely a concern for Celtics fans right now. Um, yeah. If we would have lost Game 7, I'm going to say right now, oh, man. this isn't an exaggeration, if we would have lost Game 7, that would have been the worst loss in, the worst loss in Celtics history. Whoa, history. The three-two, another 3-2 three, collapse. Against a team that we were clearly better than. A team that was pretty injured as well, yes. Yeah, so in basketball, it feels like most of the time in a seven-game series, the better team wins. Yes, sir. If the Heat would have beaten us, that would not have been the case. That would have been an all-time choke job. Yeah, But an all-time performance from Jimmy. Come on, Dom, talk to me about Jimmy. Dude, Jimmy went off for like 47 points game six. Game six. And- and, yeah, like Jack said, I'd be nervous, too, as a Celtics fan, especially when Jimmy Butler just drops 47 on you in game six, then taking that momentum back to Miami. It definitely, yeah, it was definitely concerning, but we saw it yesterday. We saw the Celtics get it done with Jason Tatum, led with Marcus mm-hmm. Hart, Jalen Brown. And well, don't forget, don't forget Jimmy Butler's sidekick, Scott Foster. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so, oh, so now you're like Chris Paul, too? Yeah, you don't like seen, Scott Foster? I was going to say, we've seen what he did with Chris Paul. That's why they probably lost the Mavs. That's why they call the Scott Foster's the extender, man. He's he extends curse. series. He extends games. That that dude, 
Then he knows how to make it close. He curses. Nah, talk to him nice. It's Jimmy G buckets. That man went off. You know, when I see him play in the postseason, it's like his three point rating in 2K goes from like a C minus to an A minus. It's like two whole letter grades. Like some days, this man looks like he cannot miss, and it's incredible because when you watch him in the regular season, he looks horrendous sometimes. Yeah, we see him horrendous from the three point. Which is why he's. Which is why he's one tier down from that top tier. Of a superstar, right? Yeah, he's one tier down. He obviously has that ceiling, but, I mean, he was n- nowhere. For all, for three games of the series, he was trash. That's true. Um, people would point to him maybe being injured after game two, but, hey, who knows? Hey, it's that old – it's the old uh, um, uh, Ty Lue saying, right? Everyone's hurt, everyone's playing. Yeah, that's true. Seasons on the line. So, Jack, if you consider Jimmy Butler a tier below superstar, do you think that Jason Tatum is clearly better than Jimmy Butler, or are they close, or Butler's better? Where's your stance? Yeah, I think Jason Tatum's better. I think Butler's statistics from what Butler did, he had to carry more of a load. I mean, Jason Tatum didn't score at the same rate Butler did in those final two games, but across the whole series, we saw a more consistent Tatum. Um, We saw Tatum consistently make the right plays when they were trapping him. Every time a double came, he made the right pass. So I think he made the right basketball play when he wasn't scoring. And I don't, Jimmy Butler didn't have that luxury. He had to attack. So I think that's why you saw the stat difference. But I, I, I mean, what do you guys think? You guys, I got Butler or I got, I got Tatum. Tatum's in my top five. In the league? Nah. Tatum's in my top five. Nah. I'd say, I'd say I'd like best you got to clue him in top ten. Um, Have you heard of um, – never mind. I'm not even going to say it because you already know what's going to come out of my mouth. Who is that? <laughs> you already know what's going to come out of my mouth. Uh-huh. I'm not but, um, Let's do it. Let's play this game. Who's I'm your top five, DJ? Oh, no. Oh, no. Dom, who's your top five, Dom? Top five? Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, we all know who number one is. Come on now. This is a rough list. If Giannis isn't number one, then I don't know yeah, what. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's it's got to be Dantich. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I'm throwing Giannis. Okay, I'll put Giannis at one, but the other four, I'll say Jokic. Hmm. Give me Dantich. Give me Embiid. I'm gonna give you a lead. and then give me uh, Steph Curry. Okay, yeah. Anyways, um, here's my top five because that one sucks. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at Giannis locking down the number one spot right now. And then for spots um, two through five, you can move it any way you want. But you have to have a combination of Jokic, Luka, LeBron, and Curry. That's how I'm seeing it. So let me ask you this then. Yeah, the Celtics win the title. Does Tatum enter that? Does he have to win the title, or even then, it's like no, he just happened to have a good team. And uh, if they win the title, is he not in your top five? If they win the title, he really pushes that, you know, because um, we look at Jokic as an elite player in the regular season, but obviously he has no playoff success to back it up. Um, Luca finally got a good amount of playoff success this year. We all know where Giannis is. Um, so I think then it would become a race between LeBron and Tatum, and we know what both players bring to the team. One player is about to enter his prime, the other player is out of his prime, blah, 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 blah. But I really think that if Tatum does win a championship convincingly this year, finals MVP, stuff like that, 
you can put him you can put him in that top five probably i can't in argue a, it in, and let's just add a little more flavor here in a city where pressure is at an all-time high Los Angeles, just uh, Los Angeles. there too. Los Angeles is the only other city in the United States where sports success has the same pressure that it does in Boston. Maybe New York too. Boston, New yeah, York, New York. LA. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I agree with that. Yeah, but where have the Knicks been? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Where are the Knicks? Still love them too. They're still, they're, the Knicks are still New York's favorite sport basketball team. Oh, man. New York's teams are all in Cancun right now. Come on now. How far did Durant fall out of your top five after watching Horford stay with them for seven games? Well, um, personally, I always had Curry better than um, I always had Curry better than Durant. Um, but Durant, who he was close to my top five, right? You know, I'm a big LeBron fan, so I try to I try to fit my list for LeBron top five, you know, but um. He was close, but after watching that series, you know, it just shows his deficiencies. Kevin Durant is an elite scorer, but what is he really good out good at outside of that, you know? And those yep. were all highlighted against Boston. Right. Yep. No passing. Yep. Agreed. Well, um, I guess that's it for the Eastern Conference Finals, you know. Um in game seven, quick overlay, you know. The Celtics had a big lead. I believe it was like 15 or 17 point lead or something like that. Um, sometime in, I think, in the third quarter. Um, and Miami just kept on fighting their way back, just keeping the game within that striking zone of, you know, six to eight, six to eight. And then um, with about two minutes left in the game, when Boston looked like they had it sealed away after an early fourth quarter run, um, Miami came in and had an 11 0 run to bring the game within two. And we all know the infamous play from last night. Jimmy Butler gets the rebound in transition. He, well, Miami gets the rebound in transition. Butler gets the ball. He runs up and he pulls up for a three-pointer. Jack, how are you feeling? All right. So, first of all, how many smarts, how many shots did Marcus Smart miss in that two-minute stretch? Are you kidding me? Many. Three oh, wide open threes, two contested attacks. He missed like six shots in a row in like two minutes. I have a problem with the Celtics real quick. For some reason, the Celtics go to Marcus Smart in the clutch well, way too um, much. So, yeah, this is what happened. And Tatum getting double teamed and then they left Marcus Smart wide open. But most of the time, you're right. Marcus Smart. He has this. I think that he thinks that he is the best player on that team, and That's so he so goes bad. into these. Yeah. He goes into these like, "Don't worry, I got this, guys." Moments, and it's like, "Oh no!" Like where he just goes ISO. So you're yeah. telling me that Marcus Smart has a quote unquote possibly top five player on his team, and he believes he's the best player on the team. I think he really believes that, right. which is what makes him great, but it's also what kills him too. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me about the Butler pull up. Okay. So when that shot went up, man, I was weak. I think if that ball would have went in, I I might have fainted. <laughs> like I, that would have been the historically the biggest collapse. Would have been. I'm telling you guys, it would have been the most disappointing loss in Celtic history. It would have been up there. It really would have. Uh, I I I'm obviously from Massachusetts. I have a lot of ties, a lot of connections back there, and yeah. that's the word around Boston is like if. 
it was like it would have maybe been blow the whole thing up if they blew that game. Like yeah. that would have. Yeah, because there was clearly the better team. It was the Celtics. And yeah, if, if, yeah. If they would have blew the series, then they just go home. You know. Yeah, it's just this would have been such a perfect chance, similar to the bubble year. I thought we were better than the Heat in the bubble too. I just oh, thought we sure. weren't ready. Sure. We just oh, we just weren't quite ready. And so we got a pass on it, right? The sports, we got a little bit of a pass because, oh, we're young. We're not quite ready. This year, no excuses. If we didn't get the job done, that's especially after beating Milwaukee. You can't beat Milwaukee and then go lose to that Miami team. Can't do it. Definitely. Yeah, they're losing Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, who's averaging like four points per game before game six. Like, yeah, you definitely needed that. Watching him play makes me want to throw up. <laughs> the hamstring injuries do something to you, you know. We're looking at Kyle Lowry, but the same thing happened to James Harden last year, and he still hasn't even recovered from it. Yeah, Harden's done. Oh, well. Oh, well. But now we got the big series. Yep, this makes for better TV. I think America can agree, can agree on that, right? For the Warriors. Oh. Hopefully no more blowouts, you know. I'm tired of all these boring games, you know. <laughs> I think this is going to be competitive as hell. So, Dom, tell me, who's playing? The finals? Yes, sir. We have the Western Conference champs, the Golden State Warriors. They're back. back in the I can't finals. believe they're back. Back in the finals after missing the last couple of years. Well, last year, they yeah, they lost the Grizzlies in the playing game. Losing to LeBron James and Anthony LeBron Davis James. and the Lakers in the first playing game. That Thank a, you very that much. Was a crazy game too. I forgot about that one. <laughs> and we have we have the brand new Eastern Conference champs once again, the Boston Celtics, and they have returned to the finals once again. First time since what? Twenty ten. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Man, Jack, where were you in twenty ten when you played versus the Lakers? I was a senior in high school. Man, so that one must have hit deep. Ron Artest. You're <laughs> kidding me. Kendrick Perkins blows his, tears his ACL, I'm pretty sure, before game seven. Doesn't play game seven, and I just remember we couldn't get a rebound. We'll go look up the stats. I bet LA had a million offensive rebounds that game. We couldn't get a rebound. Oh, yeah, that game. The score, that was like the last game of like the old NBA before things, before three-pointers got crazy and scoring got crazy. The score to that game, that was like a rock fight where the game was decided within seven feet of the basket. Yeah, That's yeah. a score, real basketball, huh, Jack? The 90s were better. <laughs> <laughs> the, score, the score going into the fourth quarter of that game seven was like 57-53 Celtics. That's a good defensive basketball. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, but I thought we should have, man, we could have won that series. That was a disappointing little run. The fact we only got one title out of that era, but yeah, what do you do? You know, that's why you got to win when you're there. So we got to win this one this year. At least you picked up a title. Like that's right. That's oh, right. Yeah. We're Suns fan. I know. They, we got none over here in AZ. Hey, it's, uh, no, it's not, it's not coming. Why, why am I lying to you? You're, you're Chris Paul. 
Yeah, but um, you know, we got two great teams over here right now. We have the Boston Celtics, who have made their way through these playoffs with um a great defensive identity and have been carried in some way and form by their two stars, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and in other times by role players. Most recently, Derek White, but in the Milwaukee series and the Brooklyn series, you know, the Grant Williams, who Jeff Van Gundy said was the best defensive player in the league, which was stupid, but whatever. Hot take. No, he's just a tank. Did Jack, you guys? How much do you think, you <laughs> you think he eats? What's that? How much you, How much do you think Grant eats a day? How much does he eat a day? Calories? Yeah. Got to be like four, at least. 5K. That boy, he works. Well, he runs the four. He could probably run That's five, that. too. He's a big dude. Yeah, he ran a little bit of five versus Milwaukee. Yeah, we can. We got guys that can play one through five. Um, every single starter in our lineup got a vote for Defensive Player of the Year. This Celtics team is a historically good defense. I've been saying that for a while now. Yes, you have. That. I've been saying it before it was cool to say it. Mm, is it still cool to say it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You see the damage we're doing? Man, I will give you the title of the. I I will probably give you that title if you come in this series and you shut down the one of the more complex offenses in the league. Yeah, we haven't played these guys play offense a lot different than any team we've been playing. Yep, you haven't played a team nearly this good offensively. Because let's let's actually think about it, right? When we think about it, you guys haven't played great offensive scheme teams yet this postseason, right? You had the Nets, which is Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving, um, isolations, high post-ups, like strong side, weak side, blah, 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 and high screen and rolls. So all the simple stuff to get their two perimeter players on the ball. Um, you play the Bucks, which is a Giannis heliocentric team, especially with Chris Middleton now, you know. It's Giannis as a role man, Giannis as a ball handler, post-up, blah, 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 blah. But everything's Giannis. And then in this series, you know, you had Miami, who was in the regular season, the best three-point shooting team. But let's be realistic. You're not too scared of many of their shooters. So it basically became, how do we stop Jimmy Butler? How do we stop Tyler Hero? And just don't let Bam have some easy game, you know, like he did in, like, game two or three, whichever one it was. Yeah, I think that was kind of it. Don't let Jimmy get his 1,000 points and just don't let anyone else go off. But then now you're coming up against the Warriors offense, which you know two, two of the great two of the top three shooters of all time, in my opinion. Um, many more but another elite shooter in Jordan Poole at this point. And I mean the offensive scheme is just so much different than anything else. So the movement, we'll see how Boston reacts to that. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um couple side notes. We got I saw this statistic earlier today. We are the only team since Golden State started this run in 2014 that have a winning record against the Warriors. Oh, interesting. That's, a, that's an interesting fact. Right? Yeah, mm. that's a fun little fact. We also have the little sidebar of Steve Kerr calling out Marcus Smart for diving for a loose ball and tweaking Curry's ankle, which put him out for the whole rest of the regular season. So oh, we got yeah, to, I remember that. That was like got a little February piece right March. there. Yeah. It's going to be a competitive series. 
Clay Thompson is the X factor, in my opinion. If he's the Clay of old, this is going to be a seven-game sweater. I think if he's not the Clay of old, if he's the Clay of old, it's good. that's going to that's what pushes it to seven for you. If Clay Thompson can't mm. put the ball in the hoop, we're going to win in six. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what, what you think? So special about Boston that they going to win this? I uh, historically historically good defense battle tested. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about our defense having not played a good schemed offense yet? Let's talk about Golden State having not played anyone yet. Denver Nuggets, who fair was, enough. In my opinion, the Denver Nuggets were the worst team to make the playoffs. Okay. Then they have the Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant, mm-hmm. which that was never really a series. And then you had the Dallas Mavericks, which. Bad matchup for them against they got they took a, took care of business against the Suns, but in my opinion, a terrible matchup with the Ma, or with the Warriors. And I mm-hmm. think if the Suns come out of that series, it's a far better Western Conference Finals. And that's fair enough. I I I can see where you're coming from, and I partially agree. This has been a cakewalk in um, in retrospect to other championship runs for the Warriors yeah. this year. The Celtics, in my opinion, just went through the. I don't. I mean, you played three contenders. Yeah, I don't know if there's ever been a harder road to the finals. Mm-hmm. You they, played they have tougher three contenders in the West or in the East, my yeah. yeah, 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 East. Sure. Um, and that's one thing that's important too, because you know the Celtics overcame um, the Bucks, who are normally the best defense in the league. You know they were when Brook Lopez was back in the regular season, and um, I mean. Yeah, the Celtics didn't win that game, that series, the way, you know, you would have thought they were going to win because the Celtics have never been a great three-point shooting team. But they shot them off the roof that series, you know. Um, but we've seen them overcome the best defense in the league. And even though I'm a big fan of Golden State's defense as well, um, I think that they will find their spots to attack. You guys see these being high-scoring games or low-scoring games? I think there's, there's gonna be a mix. There's gonna, yeah, I agree. There's gonna be a mix because right now you got um, a, two really good defenses. So at times they're gonna neutralize each other. You know, hopefully we'll get a game in the 80s, but please give me at least a game in the 90s, right? Nothing over 100. Um, but then I also think that um, sometimes when the Celtics' offense gets stagnant, as they don't have any playmaker, you know, and they go into the ISO heavy ball. Um, the Warriors have these offensive sets they can pull out. You know, you have the box in one, you have the two one two zone, two two one zone, all the crap, right? They have, literally have everything in the book, right? So when the Celtics' offense goes stagnant, when any team's offense goes stagnant, we've seen the Warriors go on those crazy five minute third quarter runs to completely just put a game away, and I think that's going to happen at least once in the series. Oh yeah, yeah, RT. If we don't get out in transition, our half court offense is kind of trash. It's kind of like, okay, Jason Tatum, do something. You got no playmaker. Yeah, it's Jason Tatum, do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Jason, if Jason Tatum gets shut down, they're going to look at Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, do something. Al Horford. Al Horford. Who actually played pretty bad at the end of this Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, his age started the show. But you know what? All he needs to do is play good defense and be our leader. Yeah, he's going to be chasing Curry around these screens. Come on, Jack. (laughs) Let's play a game here. 
play a game here. Who would let's go with the ten, who's the ten best players in this series? Let's start with one. Curry. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see which team has more more players in the top ten in this series. Right, so first one. is Curry. Second is Tatum. Yeah, it has to be Tatum. Okay. Fair. Third is, third is Brown. Um, yeah. I yeah I the, this is where you could have an argument. There's probably what three players up for discussion here. Brown, Clay, and Poole. Yeah, and then I'll say Poole's better than Clay, and then Clay's up there. So that's three on Warriors. At this point, at this point in basketball, where we're at right now, like, is it foolish to say Marcus Smart might have a bigger impact on a game than Clay Thompson? Clay Thompson? Is that foolish? Um, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. The um, defensive player I, of the year. I mean, I just think Clay Thompson. Yeah, defensively, defensively these days, Clay Thompson's like he's passable. He's not good anymore, right? Yeah. But that's expected after the injuries. But then on offense, you know, we can. I know on Twitter we like to clown Curry fans about this, but Clay Thompson does have offensive gravity that's really huge to spacing in any modern day NBA offense, and it creates so many open cuts for Andrew Wiggins. Like this is literally the reason Andrew Wiggins was an All Star this year. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry's spacing just made it. Offense a lot easier for him in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Wiggins also is one of the worst All Stars I've ever seen. Because after the All Star break, he was trash. He reverted the, back to the old Andrew Wiggins. Andrew in the Wiggins. Playoffs, like, he's been playing great defense, though. That's all I'm gonna say. It's promising defense. All right. So where does Draymond Green? Draymond Green's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yes. You don't think he impacts the game more than Poole? He does, but we're talking about like the best players right now out of like talent, you know, skill right now. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. So, like, who was the most important players in this series? It has to be Curry and Draymond for the Warriors and then for the Celtics. Well, let's go in order. Let's so we have Curry, Tatum. We're going to go Browns, a clear third. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, what do we do at four? Now there's a cluster. I so think, I think in this cluster you have Draymond, Marcus Smart, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, and Andrew Wiggins ish. I, I think I think the cluster gets busted with Draymond because it's his really it's his experience and he's won deployed before and he can have an in, impact defensively. There you the go, games, Draymond. And same All right. on the Celtics side with Marcus Smart as he won deployed. Right, so I guess you're putting Smart over there. That's so we got. So right now we got three on the Celtics side, two on the Warriors. And then for the third, if second is Draymond for third, it has to be Poole. And then, well, actually, then would, would you say that Marcus Smart is better, more impactful than Poole? I mean, yeah, I believe so. But then if I said that Klay Thompson is more impactful than Marcus Smart, then I can't have Poole in front of Thompson, right? So then that means that I would go Thompson and then Smart. So the best seven, the top seven, the Warriors got four. No, three. Out of the top seven, the Warriors have maybe out of the top eight, the Warriors might have five of the top eight. Mm -hmm. They might have top eight. They might have Curry, Draymond, Clay, Poole, Wiggins, and mm -hmm. we might only have Tatum, Brown, Smart. Yes. But that's where, okay, okay, and so that's, and to me that points out a big, 
our biggest strength is it's not in the individual, it's in the connection, the connectivity. We're still connected defensively. Chemistry. Yeah. Like like the fact that your two big men are Al Horford and Rob Williams is just such an advantage. Like the Warriors dude is Kevon Looney. Come on now. Yeah, their bigs are they have no depth. Yeah, I gotta think we're gonna dominate the boards in the defensive glass. Like I man, Rob Williams is just a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. He's been That's playing last minutes though. Like I know. Seven. Well his 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 knee's not right. Oh yeah, the injury. Well, he's like an old car. Yeah. An old car. He's like a vehicle that you you're scared if you go over like eighty five. Like you're you start going too fast and you're like, oh God, please don't blow up. Please don't have my engine explode. Oh no, come on, Jay. That's yeah. Rob Williams. The second he starts playing too hard and he's jumping after everything, you're like, Oh, is his knee okay? Is this Yeah. As a Celtics fan, that's how I feel watching him. Yeah, for sure. And then I'm um, also one more thing is that, you know, the Warriors have their new death lineup, you know, we call it PTSD. Yep. And I guess you add Wiggins as a fifth player, you know, so you got Curry, you got Poole, you got um, Thompson, uh, Wiggins, and then Draymond. So you have that really offensively incredible um, five out lineup. But then for the Celtics, when that lineup does touch the court, because it will touch the court eventually, um, if you're Ime Udoka, do you match that by putting like Grant at the five or do you still keep size? Up yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we need guys that can run, guys that can run around. I think you can play Al Horford at five. Yeah, easy. Or Grant. Like you said, yeah, one of those two at five. Thompson has a... Next biggest, and then you put a. I mean, Tatum as the next biggest, and you got yeah. like Smart, Brown, Smart, and Derek White. Yes, and I bet we'll see that lineup. We'll see. There'll definitely be some playing around with stuff early on in the series. For sure, especially for Golden State, because you know Iguodala is coming back, Gary Payton's coming back, and I think one more dude, um, Otto Porter. Yes, and this rest is going to be good for us because. Man, that from the stretch from the Buck series through the Heat series, that was we got no rest. Two seven game series in a row. Yeah, that was tough. So how do you yeah. see? So you went four seven seven. Golden State went um five. What five, six, five, five, five six five five six five. Okay, yeah, but yeah, the yeah, six yeah. against Memphis is it's it's deceiving because that you know what I mean. That series was never in question. Yeah, especially when Ja. Uh, Memphis fans would say the opposite, but yeah, when Ja went out and the Warriors got blown out by like forty points in Memphis, I was scratching my head, like, "What's going on, yo?" Yeah, it's just those weird games. Yeah, that was your classic championship team, uninterested, thinking they can just throw up and you yeah. know. We got Curry. Nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, that we got. I mean, that wasn't. The Nets-Celtics four-game series was closer than the Memphis Warriors six-game series. Nets-Celtics could have gone to seven games. That's what I keep on telling people. Like, the sweep is deceiving. Yeah. The just sweep like is the... deceiving. Could be. Yeah, with the talent of KD and Kyrie, for sure. Well, and every like game... the scores, yeah. The scores. Every game was close. It's been crazy, man. This has been a crazy run to the finals. The other thing is I think we got two teams who are like love each other like the teams are so tight-knit like the warriors they're all like 
we're dealing with two teams that are true teams, and both teams are built at home. Yeah, we oh, so is that a shot? Is that a shot in a certain direction? Huh? No, 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 no. That's I'm not saying that. All I'm just saying is both teams are built at home through the draft, naturally, organically. Okay. Some might say. Through the through the Brooklyn trade. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Dude, that Brooklyn go. trade. Is Ime Udoka the best coach in basketball? No. Well, it was my I'm, I'm not. I'm not here. No, 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 no. I'm not here. Any of this. No, no, no. These are things we have to honestly look at now. I'm not saying the fact that we can even have a discussion about it, though, says something. Hey, I don't believe in his offense. No, even if he wins a championship, I'm not going to give him the, co- the title of best coach in basketball. You know, his offensive schemes just like if they're he, not up there yet. If he outcoaches Kerr. And then beats the good Warriors team. A great Warriors team, actually. But that's what this Definitely. team needed. He gave the team exactly what it needed. They didn't the need a nose guy. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Brad Stevens was a great X's and O's guy. And look mm-hmm. what happened. Dude. Whenever we faced a team that was tough, we got ran over and we got bullied and we took a back seat and we got slapped and we didn't say a word about it. We were shaking. We were dapping Kyrie up after he stomped on the Celtic head. Soft. Yeah. going to come there like Ime Udoka and put a fire under our ass and get us, dude. I think, I think it did. Yeah, exactly. He called the whole first half of the season. He did nothing but challenge dudes, call people out in press conferences. He he is what we needed. And, and Man, I'm fired up. The, that's what that's what led us to the finals. I can't wait to see these games pan out. Oh, and there I'm are, fired up. There are so many good coaches in the NBA, you know, and like I don't know how you feel, but when I look at coaches, I really think that the best coach in the NBA, call me crazy, is Tyron Lue. You know, when we when you had LeBron over there in Cleveland, you know, we'd make all these jokes. Tyron Lue's play, playbook is give the ball to LeBron and watch what happens, blah, blah, blah. But he is the coach that orchestrated the 3-1 comeback, even though LeBron and Kyrie had to work their asses off for that. He is the coach that helped Cleveland get to the 2018 finals, even though LeBron had to be great for that as well. And look what he did with the Clippers this season with the lack of talent after all the injuries to put that team in a great position to make the play-in tournament in a pretty difficult bottom half of the Western Conference. I mean, I think Tyron Lue's up there, you know, no yeah, one yeah. about it. He's got a discussion for it. I mean, I right now, honestly, I would I wouldn't fight back. I wouldn't push back if you said Spol Spolstra was the best coach in the league. I mean, he did an unreal job this series. Oh, for sure, Spolstra is the beast. Um, so you have Spo. Obviously, you can talk about Steve Kerr if you want to. I also think that um. Blah, 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 whatever. I also think that um, Nick Nurse, Toronto Raptors coach, great X's and O coach, but I think he has a little more of the ability to adjust more than, say, like a Brad Stevens, as we just mentioned. I, and then you're still forgetting one more piece. We're, we're still forgetting about Popovich, Doc Rivers. Uh, no, oh, get, Doc, get Doc out of there. Doc, <laughs> Doc left the table, man. I... <laughs> We can't back Doc up anymore. He's burnt it no all more down. Doc. No more Doc. Sorry. He has that one title, though. You can totally yeah. Win. Which, Man. back then, if he would have retired, 
10 years ago, his legacy would be better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bro, but then he went and he choked all those leads with Chris Paul in L.A., right? And yeah. <laughs> and then Philly, it's just been bad for Doc. And I, I loved him, and it's just hard to back him up. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Like Retire. And, like, winning-wise, you know. His teams always win, but he's always had guys that can ball. Nah, the best coach in the NBA is Darvin Ham, new Lakers head coach. Let's go. Oh, my goodness. They should have just let LeBron coach and own the team. Yeah, like yeah they no do whatever he says anyways. Oh, Russ, Westbrook, Russ Westbrook's coming back. You see that? How do you feel about that, EJ? Um, You know, it's really hard to make the money work. Um, It's very – I mean, it's – so obviously, you know, we wanted to get rid of him, but – uh. It's really tough with the money and his performance this season. Um, I don't know how much you can restructure this roster around the team because you can only give out vet minimums at this point and like one middle level exception. Um, so we'll see what the Lakers do. I still don't think they're trading any of the any of LeBron or AD, so um, it's going to be real tough for him. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's yeah, we've, we've seen their collapse. All right. Well, anyways, we're not going to talk about this gloomy, dark, gloomy stuff, blah, blah, blah. Let's get to the predictions. Official predictions. We all know where everyone's trending, but we'll start from Dom, go to Jack, and finish with me. So, Dom, what's your prediction for this NBA Finals? All right. This is going to be a great series. Just want to throw it out there. It's tough to – I mean, it's tough to choose a winner. You have two great teams, two great choices. At the blood. But I will be choosing. Got to say, Warriors and six. Okay. okay. Any okay. reasoning for that? Who's your finals MVP? And got to say, Steph Curry. My my reasoning it's because PTSD, and we've seen, we've seen their championship experience. That's something you can mm. say the Celtics are lacking with their younger guys, with Tatum's first time being in the finals. You know, all these guys. Al Horford's first time being in the finals. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a rookie. <laughs> yeah, we have nobody on our roster that's ever played in the final. So I think wow. that experience and, you know, seeing what they did in previous, like, final series, not the Cleveland 2016 series, but... Yeah, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and I think Steve before Curry, all the religious stuff. I think Steve Kerr and the Warriors find a way to get it done, but it's going to be a good series. And congrats to the Boston Celtics winning the East. Yes, sir. Dang, he's already dishing you all the second place trophy. How you feel, Jack? Um, you know, I feel like he gave a bunch of good reasons. Uh, I think, I think we are experienced, even though we haven't played in the final. I don't know if the stage is any bigger than it already was. I think it's going to be one of two ways you can look at this. And we're not going to know until the games are played. You're going to look at this as, like you said, like, oh, they've never been there. They have no experience. They just got done with a grueling road here. They're exhausted. This is where the road ends. Or you could look at it as in we've played in multiple Eastern Conference Finals. Our unit has been battle-tested. It's been a long road to get over the hump. But we finally are over the hump. That monkey is off of our— You think you'll finish the job now? Now, that monkey's finally off our back. Now we can play stress-free, stress-free, pressure-free, because at the end of the day, like, 
it's kind of already been a win for us, man. We were three games below 500 in January. Like, and we're in the finals. Take that monkey off our back. Let us play with no pressure. And we've gained experience along the way. Some say we're exhausted. I say we're battle-tested. We just went through the gauntlet. Who Doubt us now. Who else is left? What? Man, we inspired. Through, we went oh. through Kevin Durant. We went through Kyrie Irving. Ooh. We went through the defense champ, the greatest player on earth, the alien, the freak. Giannis Antetokounmpo, we took down heat culture. Urgh, heat culture. Heat nation. Heat, nation. heat nation. Oh, my God. How many heat culture articles would we have been forced to read if the heat would have won that series? Oh, man. I wouldn't even be able to sleep. Coming back oh to my. heat culture. Yeah, that's right, man. Brian Windhorse would have freaking needed three pairs of underwear. He'd been so excited. Oh man! Named, just been named culture. That's tough. <laughs> so tell me, Jack. Celtics in six. Jason Tatum's the MVP. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Al Horford cries center court with his like family. He did last home. night. <laughs> Kevin Garnett shows up for Game Six at home. He screams anything is possible at center court. Cool Paul Pierce comes out comes out of the locker room on a wheelchair for old times' sake. Mm-hmm. If that happens, that would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, Jack, I think you need to put a bet down on this. <laughs> if this happens, oh, you don't, you don't think I already did? Oh, of course you already did. Come on they now. Were last I know night, who I'm talking to. They were plus 130 last night. I hammered it. All right. Well, um, you guys both got your predictions out the way. I'm going to get mine. Let's hear it, DJ. It's, it's about to sound kind of cryptic because this whole play, postseason run, you know, I thought the Nets were going to win the first series. But after that, and after seeing the Celtics play the way they played, I hopped on the Celtics bandwagon with the snap of a finger. Um, it's so cool to see them in the finals. You know, the defense they've played has been excellent. And even when their offense slowed down, um, Jason Tatum or someone else found a way to work them through like a true superstar. And um, that's why they're in the finals. Regardless of that, let's be honest, they're playing the Golden State Warriors. Somehow these boys are still alive, been running it through since 2015. Um, And now from the original big three, they've added a great piece in Jordan Poole, who I think is very understated. You know, people still aren't giving him enough respect, I don't think. And while Klay Thompson may not be at full health, um, Jordan Poole's um, addition mitigates any of that worry. And to the point that I said earlier, I think that Boston's had moments of a lot of offense, offensive worry, offensive struggles, you know, very stagnant. And I think that the Warriors mixes of zone man to man and help defense along with their experience is going to help them just blow one or two of these third quarters wide open and just end the game there, you know. So uh, Jason Tatum's going to get his games, but uh, Warriors in six and finals MVP. Don't quote me on this. The Jordan Poole. Wow. Curry's not getting one yet. Curry's not getting one yet. I don't think so. I think Curry's has to get one sometime. Because let's be honest, every team throws so much attention at Curry in these big finals. Like, I remember watching the 2019 finals with Toronto, um, the amount of attention they threw Curry. And I think that with the addition of Jordan Poole, that's one more person they can lean on. And if he gets one good game, I think he's going to get going. So we'll see. 
You guys want to hear something juicy? Let's hear it. I placed back in March. I placed a Jason Tatum Finals MVP back. Oh, this man is dying on this hill right now. Back in January. Bro, when you were under 500? Or not in January. I'm sorry. I said March. Back oh, in March. March. Okay. okay. I, still got, I still got plus 3,400. I got 34 to 1 odds on it. Did you drink too much that night of placing the bet? Wow. I didn't drink too much. I think I probably just watched them like blow the nets out or something. Oh man. And he said Jason Tatum, this is the year. I just thought, man, we're playing really good right now. If we do make a run, he's gonna be the guy to win MVP. But tell me, did you not doubt it for a second? Like when he went down three two to Milwaukee, at least like then? I've doubted it. Dude, my emotions this playoff run has been stupid. <laughs> when we went down 3-2 to Milwaukee, I was in a bad place. I had to watch game six in a truck going to Vegas. This man, midlife crisis, and he's not even 30 yet. <laughs> watching the game in the car. They won the game, and then less than 24, like 36 hours later, they win game seven. Ecstatic, right? So it goes from... Oh, we're screwed. Uh, oh, we're good. Uh, oh, we're screwed. Uh, oh, we're good. Then we play the Heat. We lose game one. And that's like, okay, all the Heat did was what they're supposed to. We murder yeah. them game two. And I'm thinking this series is over. We're winning in then five. Game three comes. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, game three happens. And the Miami Heat turn it, into a, turn it into a rugby game. And the referees let them do it. Man, Jack, I thought the 90s were better. Isn't that the physical basketball yeah, you like? The mentals from the 90s. <laughs> That was, See, was now just, he's complaining. It was just getting a little ridiculous. Scott Foster being the referee, it's ridiculous. Was he? The Maybe. extender. Scott Foster, the extender. Yes, sir. I like him. I hate him. Yeah, we see what well, he did to Chris Paul. He's the worst. Celtics in six. That's well, it, boys. Uh, That's my There team. you have it. You got the takes from everyone. Um, game one is on Thursday, is it? Yeah. Yo, these teams get in a little bit of rest. Boston definitely needs that one. Oh, my God, we need it. Yeah, it's going to be at Golden State. Yeah. Two games at Oracle, two at TD, and we can go back and forth if necessary. The line's three and a half for the Warriors. Are, are we taking plus three and a half? Go Warriors. I'm Keep your points. Give me Celtics money line. Man. It's a good one. No, do both. Why not? Here's your betting talk for you. These two are going at it. But um, I don't know. Is there anything else left for this one? I, Look. Let's hear it. All I got left is banner number 18 is going to be hanging. <sighs> Alongside the Garnett one. It's, it's going to be. Be crazy. That's right. Title Town USA is in full restoration. Boston, Massachusetts. Man, that's mm -hmm. right. You haven't won a chip since 2008. The Celtics haven't. I mean, Boston in general hasn't won one since, I guess, the Patriots beat the Rams a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that seems like a long time when you're. Because you guys are one of the. Yeah, you guys are that city. We you are know, the not. Dudes. Not me, though. Y'all stay safe. I'm a LeBron fan. I got that 2020-2020 ring right here. 
And we coming for 2023. Let's go, Lakers. Alright. Uh, you gotta show us the ring. Um, it's it's somewhere. We'll Are you guys on FaceTime? Can I can you guys see me? Nah, I'm not I can't see you. Oh, I can see Jack now. Yes, sir. Um, what's up, boys? So Jack, you get to close the episode out. So what you want to tell him? Um, let me just can I plug something real quick? Mm, I don't think they'll be able to see it, will they? No, no, I just got a war strength and conditioning. Anyone listening, um, if you're trying to get in shape, if you're trying to be the best version of you, if you're trying to improve your athleticism, if you're trying to bench 300 pounds, if you're trying to black shirt, if you're trying to 1,000-pound club, five-star, if you're trying Ooh. to be that yes, dude sir. walking around all summer, you don't want to be that guy wearing a white, wet T-shirt at the pool. You want to be showing those abs off. You want to be alpha male material, war strength and conditioning. W-A-R stands for we are ready. Myself, the legend coach G, and our buddy Jacob Espana started this LLC, and we're looking to take dedicated athletes to the next level. Find us on Instagram. Reach out to us. We got openings for the summer, limited availability, 928-240-8757. We can book you. All information will be linked in the bio of this winning program episode. But okay. that is the conclusion of episode 21 of the winning program podcast. It's been a pleasure, boys. It's been a pleasure Thank having you. Jack on as a guest. And we'll see y'all for episode Hey, 22. Hey, if the Celtics win the title, I best be on here again. Yeah, we're best bringing Jack back on. Maybe we'll get Dan, My ears going we'll get Dan for a guest appearance, too. Oh, yeah. Yes, we'll sir. We'll get, get the Dan whole... All right, All right, boys. You guys enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jake. Right. Happy Memorial Day.